What's up, what's up, what's up? And welcome in to Sports Talk with me, your girl Whitney B. I'm here today, y'all. I was super busy, really super busy, y'all. See, y'all don't even see me today, but we ain't even gonna get to it. I'm gonna get the show done real quick for y'all because it's, uh, it's a busy time of the year, but it's such a good time of the year too, so let's get this show started. What's up, what's up? You are now tuned in to Sports Talk with me, your girl Whitney B. Y'all, let's freaking congratulate the Detroit Lions! Since the Lions started with that horrible one and six record, they are five and one. Okay, like only lost to the Bills, which was super close anyway. Had Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs hugging on the sidelines, thanking God they won. I mean, beat the Vikings last week, ten and two, coming to the den. They was already the underdogs though, because everybody knew the Lions was gonna win. I mean, the Lions is on a hot streak. And then we come out, just J-Mo, like, welcome to the league. First pass is a touchdown, like, wide open like this. But this is what Dan Campbell drafted him for. This is what we expected of him. You know, he looks like he's still recovering, recovering good, you know, doing his thing and fitting into this offense. And, my God, St. Brown and J-Mo are going to be hot weapons, chark, chark, Oh, my God, that touchdown pass to Chark was perfect. And the way he paralleled to to just get the touchdown is you, Jared Goff. Y'all, I'm going to have to call that man. His name is on fire, okay? Like, I mean, I, I didn't even want to start with the Lions, but how do you not? Like, where – this – congratulations to Dan Campbell. That's just – Let's give it up to Dan, Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn. Like, y'all, they they really – something clicked. Like, Aubrey Pleasant, I felt like still was a sacrificial lamb, but you never know because when they fired him, the DBs automatically became DBs. All of a sudden, like, what, what the hell was he really doing to hold them back is the true question. But – um. It's just the defense altogether just they're waking up. You know, um, Jeff Okuda was definitely missed, you know, and last on Sunday, in Sunday's game, I was about to say last week's game, but he was definitely missed on Sunday um, against Minnesota. You know, first first matchup, horrible stats for Jeff, Justin Jefferson, like was it like 12 yards or something like that? It wasn't a lot. And... That was something that was talked across all across the league, and he said he wanted to come back to Detroit and do his thing and make it happen. And I mean, he did <laughs> set a league record, franchise record for the Minnesota Vikings at least. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, we we can go ahead on and um, say our goodbyes to Amani Awarie. I just don't see what he's bringing to the team. I was almost like that with Jeff Okuda. I mean, okay, so 
I don't know, because I was about to say, you know what, let me go ahead and get him another opportunity. But I don't know. He, feeling, um, they was, the defense stopped the run, though. Dalvin Cook had nothing, nowhere to go. I mean, even their defense, though, was stopping our run. But because golf is just so amazing at the play-action pass, and, and when he's not turning the ball over and he has that protection and he feels good, He's good. Now, a lot of criticism, you know, I've heard about golf is he's scared to take a hit. So was Matthew Stafford, and Matthew Stafford still is. I don't know if that's the difference between quarterbacks being drafted in Detroit or if it's just a quarterback thing across the league because there's a lot of quarterbacks like the younger guys, you know, they're physical. (laughs) I mean, I feel like Josh Allen will run into you. Um but you don't see Aaron Rodgers out here really trying to take a hit. I mean, I've seen him in games trying to do a little something, but that's not their thing. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like that protection, that offensive line, you know, when the Lions offense can be in the conversation to be a top five offense, when the Lions, period, whole team can be on the graphic for the playoffs, it's been a while. Like, my God, come on and win out, guys. Like, Last two games of the season is definitely winnable. Actually, the last three games of the season is definitely winnable. The Jets, I do feel like the Lions is going to win. I feel like it's going to be a close game, but I think it's going to be the next hardest game that they have. But after pulling out that win against Minnesota, you know what I'm saying, I'm like, okay. The only problem is this is a road game, and I don't even I don't want to say all oh, that Dan Campbell on the road shit no more because he won on the road. Um, against the Bears and against New York, the Giants. <laughs> so he going into the Jets, and we go, we going Jet Hill. <laughs> Y'all don't mind me, but we gonna win. I do think we gonna win. I think it's gonna be a close one. I think it's gonna be a nail biter. But I think the Detroit Lions, what Dan Campbell, I feel like has been doing well these last couple of games, at least six games for sure, is out coaching these coaches. You know what I'm saying? And I know it's a lot of younger coaches and new coaches in the league, but um, he's doing things that they usually do to him as far as making those adjustments and good coaching and not doing the stupid mistakes. Like, I did not understand the onside kick. Like, especially from this offense, you know, they practically make these onside kicks impossible. and Well, impossible to recover, should I say. And you give this offense that field position with three minutes left. Like, it was going to be, I don't want to say a challenge for golf, but it definitely would have been expected how the offense was driving all day for them to have at least gotten three points off that drive just to seal the game so that there couldn't have been any kind of comeback overtime, anything that would have done Detroit how they were done the first time by Minnesota in Minnesota. So 
I'm not sure if that was not an expectation of the coaching staff or somebody on that sideline. Like, no, I don't think that onside kick is going to work or is a great idea, you know. So it goes to show you that we could not really depend on their defense. And, I mean, truthfully, our offense was hot. And our defense was hot as well, but our offense was hot. Let's talk about the defense because Aiden Hutchinson, my God, that rookie – Y'all, this was like last year this time, okay, when I was saying Aiden Hutchinson should come to the Lions, and he was not even in the talk of the top of the top of the picks. And this was just my dream come true, and I'm so happy it's playing out like this. Like, I know Sauce Gardner is, is, is in the front running for Defensive Rookie of the Year, but the way Aiden Hutchinson is sacking – I think if he get a, like three or four more sacks, or at least if he get like one and a half sacks in each one of these last four games of the season, like Aiden Hutchinson might be definitely putting sauce, giving him a run for his money. But I don't know. I don't know. I wonder who they gonna put sauce on um, on Sunday because he can't guard everybody. And I know they ha- they do have a good defense, especially a, a decent secondary. And Robert Sala, he is a good coach. Remember, they wanted him in Detroit, um, hometown native. I think he's from Dearborn, yeah. So, yeah, but that offense is hot, 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 man. And and it's just Dan Campbell and um, that fake punt and more getting all them yards, but then we had to come back. But, anywho, it was – I don't it's it's just I'm I'm loving this team. Like this five and one team. What I'm loving also is just when I watch my sports shows or when I listen to my podcast, it's never like their full record. You know, no one wants to talk about the one and six team. So they're not seen as a six and seven team. They're seen as um, a five and one team. So, I'm just proud. Like, I'm really just, as a Lions fan, this is all you want to see them is win and compete for the division and, you know, play in the playoffs and, win a Super Bowl, and I do feel like finally, like I know this is not going to be the year, and it's crazy because it could be the year because the NFC is weak as hell. Um, So I do think the Lions could go all the way, you know, potentially to at least to the Super Bowl. But this year I'm just happy to see them not at the bottom of the division. You know, I'm also happy to see – that we can take it like we literally like next season is ours like thank god something something I don't know if Dan Campbell fell and hit his head and it clicked back on for him or something I don't know like but thank god for Dan Campbell he is coaching his ass off right now like if the Lions win out Dan Campbell should be in the talks of of the best coach, coach of the year, like, whew, you know, 
And Philadelphia's coach may get it, but it's just still like, my God, this this is what we come for. Like, this is what we want to see. And they just giving it to us in Detroit, and I cannot be more happy, y'all. Like, I can't. I got to move on, though, because if I don't, I'm going to just talk about the Lions the whole show, which I know people will be here for because they are amazing. But another one of my favorite teams have also made a big accomplishment. Michigan is the Big Ten champs again. <laughs> Y'all. So after Michigan whooped Ohio State's ass, you knew, we knew that. You know, they didn't know that. But, okay, we go in the horseshoe. 22 years later, whooped ass. Just like the last year. Like, CJ Stroud had... He was so discombobulated, like, I don't know. And J.J., this young man was so poised, like, and it's not in their way. Like, they're preparing now for the playoffs um, after beating Purdue in the Big Ten Championship. And, oh, here come the spoiler makers, y'all beware. Like, we're not and, – and, and what I really – think sucks is the fact that Blake Horn got hurt because I do think that Blake Horn would have definitely been a finalist for the Heisman but he got hurt in that Illinois game and played that one snap against Ohio State and it was like "Mm -mm." and he had to get that um, career and then knee surgery and it sucks for him it definitely but I do think a team will pick him up, you know, even though he hurt, you know, I do think a team will pick him up like J-Mo, like he is a good running back. And some of these teams need a run game for sure. Um, but we're not going to talk about the NFL because I'm going to go back to the Lions. But I'm not talking about the Lions needing a run game, um, even though – y'all yeah, know how I feel about Swift, but Swift, he's trying to do Swift – things so I don't so um but yeah so Donovan Edwards you know the next man man up mentality he come and he do his thing and he shows why Michigan will be a powerhouse with or without any of them like they run game it's like no one is groomed on that team it's like everyone is you know even though this is the number one you're the number two you may be the number three or whatever you're all expected to go out at any time and play, so they're all prepared and, and good, <laughs> like, regardless. So I I really, I think that at one point when we were all just frustrated with Jim Harbaugh, we all have turned that around. Because I would admit, I was also frustrated with Jim Harbaugh. Um, you may can go back into earlier days of this show, before um, the last season when they had a phenomenal season. And I really was like, well, what are we going to do with Jim? And Jim is like, y'all, get off my nuts. I'm about to show you. Okay. So with that being said, yes, we had to back up off of them. But it's just amazing to see how the program is becoming such a powerhouse, you know, what Michigan is, what Michigan have been, and now let's move Michigan forward to a national championship and win that mud. Like, I mean, TCU is a good team. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, they did lose 
in their championship game. But I think they're a good team. I think that their quarterback is a great quarterback. He has a great vision of the field. But I do think that Michigan has the edge and what Michigan does better. I feel both of them are great second-half teams, but it's the adjustments that Michigan is able to make against all of the teams. Like, they will come out and play you. You know, they play to their opponent, but they don't – they just – kick ass in the second half like they shut all of that down so I don't know I think if I was a team how I would have to beat Michigan is I would have to have some more things prepared for the second half that we wouldn't do in the first half um just to try to have some shit in my back pocket I guess because I mean it's very they're good, and they, they're proving it. And it's two years in a row we there. Um, Ohio State did get back in after that USC loss. Um, so it's Michigan, TCU, Georgia, Ohio State. Um, I do think Georgia going to whoop Ohio State's ass. It's just no question, but I don't know. It'll be a, a good game. I just <laughs> – you know, college football, I love college football, but NFL is coming back on this Saturday, three games. So I'm excited about that because, okay, bring football back at least on a Saturday because it's it's like the beginning of the end, and I don't like just even acknowledging that. It's been a good season. So, womp, womp. <laughs> but anyway, a few more things I want to talk about. BG is back home. Joe Biden did go ahead and um, bargain. You know, they did a prisoner swap for Victor. And the world is in an uproar. You know, um, I did a TikTok and people cussed me out. <laughs> so I'm not going to say too much because I don't want y'all cussing me out on my show. Um you know, honestly, I don't care. I'm happy the girl's home. I don't think that what she was going through was anything. I understand everybody is like, what about the Marine and, you know, all of this or everybody else. I understand people talking about, oh, but it was weed. And, you know, everybody's feelings and how they feel should be valid. What y'all need to really stop doing is trying to make everybody think like you think. Because that's not how the world works. And sometimes you don't always think right. Sometimes, and a lot of times, I'm sure everybody could think about a time here recently that somebody told them, hey, you know, hey, you got to chill. That wasn't right. And then you thought to yourself, you know what, Hmm, that wasn't right. So chill on people. Like, you got to be super bored and ain't got shit to do to argue with people on their social media about their opinion. I get it. It's supposed to be you know, social, but some of y'all be wishing death on people y'all don't even know. Like, I'm sure a lot of them people on my TikTok that wish death on me probably see me all the time at Sam's Club and wouldn't come up to me or say anything in real life. So y'all, y'all got to chill, you know. That's just it. BG home, she with her family. Well, she'll be with her family soon. I know at least her wife is in the vicinity, but... 
let's be thankful another American is home. You know, when you can bring any American home and do what you got to do, like do what you got to do. And I want anybody who is like so up in arms about this Victor guy, like please send me the location to his warehouse where all these guns are still stored or his plans that y'all know that he have to cause death against all these people that y'all saying he's going to do that because he been in jail for so long. He was about to get out anyway. So y'all, you know, help me <laughs> figure this out. Help help me help you. Um, moving along, last thing I did want to mention from this week and give my opinion on that's going to also piss some more people off is the Deion Sanders situation. Congratulations, you getting money, going to Colorado, and that's all fine and dandy. Um, yes, I do know that Deion did that CBS story because my husband put it on a few times, <laughs> made sure I saw it. So I saw it, how he complained about the conditions and what had he has had to do at the school and if a D1 school was to entertain him to come there he would entertain that back so we all kind of knew it was coming or at least could figure it was coming me what I just don't understand about his way and positioning is how you just come come into the league here wanting to bring all of this national attention and all of this to HBCUs, which, you know, he did. But it's more work to be done, way more work to be done. And I know he can't do it all, but he just left you taking, like, the top players. So now it's going to be like all of that was for nothing. And it's more weird to – to find out when Colorado's athletic director came out to say that they don't even have the money to pay him. So they're going to depend on their boosters and other people to put their money together so that this man can get his check. I I just don't understand that. Like you got people screaming where he was working in the hood where he chose to go to the hood. Like he knew Jackson was hood before he went there. And there's crime everywhere. And it may not be as much crime in Colorado where he may go or it might be better because they might find him somebody's house to live in. Who knows? But I just, I don't know. I don't like the way he's leaving these kids. Like, you had all of these people excited about HBCUs and all of this, and it's just like, now what? Like, I don't know, and I don't know what the savior is going to be for black colleges. I mean, more alumni have to come up and donate to their schools and give back to their schools, their programs, especially when you want to see more people involved with the black colleges. It's He wasn't the savior. He, he wasn't going to do it alone, and he did what he could, you know, and I, I appreciate that and I applaud that, but I just don't like the way – he he's leaving you not finishing practices you still got games but you a head coach somewhere else half the team want to now transfer they would be good enough he told them they wasn't good enough too so imagine this being your coach you didn't play hard for this man and y'all been winning as soon as he get a d1 better job nah you ain't good enough to go to these kind of schools when i've been you know playing hard for you all this time like that just some of the stuff that played out at the end of this i don't agree with i don't 
And I'm I'm glad I don't have a child to be in the middle of that at this point because I would be frustrated. Like, whew. but more power to him and Colorado. I don't know. And 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 I'm hoping that HBCUs, like it's people who have gone to HBCUs and have graduated from these schools and these programs that will wake up and say, okay, something's got to give, you know. So I don't know, but that's my show, y'all. I got to get out of here. I just wanted to talk about a few things this week, get to it, get my opinion out here, not leave y'all with no boring show. It's Christmas time. If you're looking for some inspiration, you know somebody whose life is giving them hell and they just need some inspiration, want to read about something to, you know, get up and keep going. Go to mywinniebee.com forward slash life support or on Amazon, search life support success against all lives by Whitney B. You can definitely find me there. Definitely a good book. Read the reviews. I appreciate y'all and I'm out. What's up? What's up? You are now tuned in to Sports Talk with me, your girl Whitney B.